Merry Christmas and welcome to the Chick Foley Show. Episode 108 of the Chick Foley Show. This is our special Christmas edition of the Chick Foley Show. Uh, first off, we welcome the stars. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. I hope you guys are all out there, you know, making out in closets, wearing lampshades on your head. <laughs> it's going to be a good, we're going we're gonna to finish this year with a bang. Shout out to Dunder Mifflin and our favorite mass hole, Marco Mero. How you doing up there, Marco? I'm doing fine. Just celebrating uh, Festivus over here, airing the grievances, you know, Hoping to have a wrestling match or two at some point by the end of the night. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. If we had a little bit more time, we could have done a special Festivus episode where yes. we go around and uh, have an area of grievances for everyone that's wronged us in the wrestling world this yeah. year. Oh my god, next year that is on the docket yeah, for next we, year. We do like to keep it positive on here, also. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Sheena, you want to wish Merry Christmas to all the listeners and supporters? Yeah, guys, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever it is you're celebrating or not celebrating. We just want you guys to thank you guys uh, for tuning in this entire year. We're super excited for 2021, and um, I just wanted to – I hope you guys all have a safe, happy holiday season, and just rest and relax. That week after Christmas is kind of weird. You know, you're kind of like in limbo, but we've been in limbo this whole year, so, you know, it shouldn't be a shock for anyone. But, uh, yeah, let's let's roll into 2021 with a, with a new attitude. Oh, yeah. Sounds great. And for those of you guys that have been slacking and are still looking for a uh, last second Christmas gift, it probably won't be there in time to open <laughs> up on the morning of the 25th. But we got a brand new, amazing, amazing Chick Foley uh, Classic World Rumble inspired shirt available on Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, so go and get that ordered. You know, you can always just show somebody the screenshot of the uh, the email order if, uh, you know, if you're slacking. They'll get there in time for the Royal Rumble and they'll have an awesome shirt to wear if anybody's having any uh, Royal Rumble watch parties at their house. Um, Sheena, tell them about the Chick Foley Rumble we did on the Facebook group on Saturday night. Yeah, so we did we did our, our 2K Rumble, which has been just such a huge hit in the Facebook group. Um, everybody loves it. We you know assigned 30 slots. We have 30. We have, I mean, how many players do you have? How many? Um, it's 258 wrestlers on 258 wrestlers on the roster that you get to choose from but yeah we want uh we we ran that out and then john swallow actually won which was super super fun we had everybody watching live and so thanks guys for tuning into that and we're excited to do another one before the rumble yeah it's gonna be great it's a ton of fun um also remember we are doing the AEW blood and guts giveaway right now so you have until sunday to enter on that all you got to do is leave a review on itunes and then screenshot that to Tashina on Instagram. Uh, we're not even asking for five stars. You can give us a one star review, but we just want to get that review count up there. So I'm asking for five stars. <laughs> Sheena's asking for the Dave Meltzer five star ski, but drop a review, and that's all you got to do. It takes all of about 15 seconds to do on your iPhone, and um, you got a chance to win two awesome, awesome figures. You know they're not available Beautiful. on Ringside anymore, so this is going to be your easiest way to grab that Cody and Dustin set. And if you don't have an iPhone, I'm sure you have a friend that has one. Borrow theirs. You know, there's going to be, I know, I know some of you guys are going to break all the quarantine rules this week and uh, get together with your family. Grab a couple family members' phones. If you want to drop a review from a couple phones, you can get a couple entries in the contest. 100%. And then if all else fails, if, you know, you're living on a rock or if you're out in, you know, Appalachia somewhere and you literally don't know anyone with an iPhone, you can still go old school and download iTunes to your, uh, to your computer and drop a review that way. So either way, we're giving you guys a super easy way and free way to, uh, to grab Cody and Dustin. Um, so definitely hit it up and you got till probably around noon Eastern time on Sunday. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll gather up the list of everybody that dropped a review and do a, uh, a random drawing to give away a winner on that. Um, Sheena, where can they find you guys on social media? You can always find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. And then, um, you know, our, our buddy, the MVP Marco Denton is on Twitter, uh, at Chick Foley show. And tell them a little bit about the premium Foley fam. Yep. You go to chickfoleyshow.com. You can join our Foley fam. You can join our 2K Rumbles that I was just talking about a little bit earlier. We, you know, buy, sell, trade figures. It's always retail plus shipping. You can get in for a dollar a month. Um, it's just, it's such a good value, such a good family vibe in there. We do a Foley fam spotlight where we spotlight, you know, a new member each week. Uh, we just have some really good conversations. We go live, um, you know, have live chat threads during all the pay-per-views. So it's just a lot of fun in there. And uh, you can check out all that at chickfoleyshow.com. All right. And then you also are making a guest appearance on another pod this week, right? 
I am. It was super fun. I actually, I, I, I talked about this a while back, but this is the first time I've touched on it recently. Um, I recorded an episode with Dylan from Have a Drink With Me. You can find him on um, Instagram at H-A-D-W-M. Um, it's just a cool, like, you know, uh, chill lounge chat podcast. Uh, super cool. They pick a new t- a new topic each week to, to cover. And we did Christmas and Christmas movies. We drank. We talked about it. He's a huge Mark, huge wrestling fan, huge wrestling nerd, um, action figure collector. So um, definitely support him because he, he's a Mark as well. So and you can go listen to our episode this week. It's already live. I'll be linking it in the stories um, and on Instagram. And Marco will link it over on Twitter. But yeah, it's at have it or it's have a drink with me and you can find him at H-A-D-W-M. All right. And a reminder to use code Chick Foley for all your purchases at ringsidecollectibles.com, the number one worldwide retailer of wrestling figures all right it's time to head inside the squared circle and remember this segment is brought to you by homage uh use the homage link on sheena's profile on instagram that'll help support the show and take a look at those awesome awesome wwe slam shirts that they just dropped so we're gonna do a special christmas edition of inside the squared circle this week um and actually really the whole podcast you guys normally hearing the chicks top six but we're gonna keep it light this week we know everybody's busy we're busy uh me and sheena have two kids you know marco's got three kids and uh, for those that don't have kids, you, it's really hard to put into words how much work Christmas is. Now, we mm-hmm. love it. You know, I've been excited all day, um, looking forward to giving the kids their gifts, you know, because I, I have to work on Christmas. We're actually celebrating Christmas tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, on Christmas Eve. We're recording this on Wednesday night. And we had our daughter's birthday today. And, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and our, our, our beautiful daughter, Stella, our birthday is December 23rd. So we had a big birthday bash today. And then we're doing a full-blown Christmas morning. You know, Santa Claus is basically coming to our house tonight. So it's a lot of work for the parents. We actually got some stuff we got to do after we get done recording tonight also. Yeah. So we know the rest of you guys are busy. Everybody's going to be running around. You probably don't have time to devote two whole hours listening to the podcast this week. So we're going to do a little bit lighter episode um, and just hit you with uh, some the big things that are on our mind. And we're going to start with a review of TLC. So uh, 2020, Table Ladders and Chairs is in the books. It was a hell of a show. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely, if not the best, it was definitely one of the most memorable shows of the year for all of wrestling. Uh, Sheena, what was your match of the night? I don't know. It's really hard to pick match of the night because I like different ones for different reasons. I mean, KO and Roman was insane. Like, I mean, just I I thought that was just an amazing match. I mean, there was no way in hell I thought KO was going to win that going into it. I mean, it just it just hadn't been built up enough. You know, Roman has all the momentum going into into the match. But I hope in my mind that they, they see Kevin Owens as like a main event and like just keep him with this main event push. He definitely deserves to be in the main event picture going forward. I hope it's not just where he, you know, uh, feuds with Roman and then kind of just falls back into into the mid card. Um, I hope they really keep him at the top because he really he's shown what he's capable of. I love Kevin Owens, and I thought that match was awesome. But I mean, we'd be remiss not to talk about the the, the murder of the evening, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later, Marco. What was your uh, match of the night? Oh man, uh, same thing. It's top to bottom that show was actually really great um i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the uh with a tag match i'm gonna go with our new day versus a hurt business um yeah that was a killer that, match. that was it was uh people lost teeth during that match i mean if you uh seen uh the kofi kingston's twitter he uh he spin out teeth after that match so if you remember there was a spot where cedric alexander ran and gave him, like a flying knee um and it uh loosened some uh chiclets in kofi kingston's mouth so he uh, tweeted out a Ugh. picture of his teeth, like pieces Ugh, of his why teeth. Why are they always going to tweet those uh, out? I remember when Cesaro, you remember when Cesaro hit that turnbuckle and like pushed his teeth like back into his gums? That was yeah. Cool. That yeah. was like, that, I mean, that's why Cesaro wears a mouth guard now. But I yeah. mean, like, I'm like, why after they get these horrific injuries, do they have to post pictures of them on social? Like, is it just to try to prove to us that wrestling is real? Because we get it. You know what I mean? We know you guys take bumps. Yeah. We know there's injuries, but like, I don't need to see your teeth like broken off in your head because... Oh, yeah, I think it's like with 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 the Kofi thing. It was, I think it was also like kind of like a like a show of respect in that sense, where like you know Cedric's the young the young guy, he's the young lion, and Kofi's the you know the old lion in the uh, in the ring. So uh, I think he's just showing the respect, like, hey, you got me, kid. Um, maybe next time it'll, it'll be a little bit different, that type of thing. And yeah. um, just like the just the elevation of the hurt business altogether, uh, with them winning the uh, the tag titles. Bobby Lashley, Smooth Bobby with the uh, United States. And then um, the night before, MVP winning the uh, uh, BJJ. Uh, uh, he was the first place in the uh, BJJ Masters. So um, Really? I did not know that. I didn't know he was even competing in that. And that's a shoot, right? No, yeah, it's a shoot, yeah. So he, uh, so there's a picture that they took with all the gold, and he's holding his, uh, his gold um, medal. 
for the uh, BJJ Masters that he did on Saturday, uh, the night before. So it's it, they're all, they're all legit dudes. I mean, like that's why I think they really um, they're really believable, and I think that's why everyone took to the hurt business because each one of them is representing something. So you have like you have um, you have two NCAA like athletes on that. I'm not sure what Cedric's background is. Then you have a BJJ master um, on that on that team. So, so they're they're real tough dudes. And I'm just I'm just excited to see what's gonna happen next year. Yeah, what happened? (laughs) Repeat that. I said nothing like a BJ master. I know, I know exactly. Yeah, he's a BJJ master. All right. (laughs) No, but but for real. No, but for real. We uh we we actually just post I posted on Instagram how you know the best thing to come out of 2020. You know, it's been such a you know dumpster fire of a year for a lot of reasons. But the hurt business have I mean they they struggle with with the hurt business this year. They've actually made Bobby Lashley interesting. I can't. Which I can't believe we're even saying that on the podcast. Commenting saying that like they kind of wish that MVP was um was holding the u.s belt so bobby could go you know main event and uh, go for the world belt and yeah. you know i, I half-ass agree with them you know i think that'd be pretty cool to see their business going for all the gold but so awesome to see those guys doing their thing you know i'm kind of bummed that it looks like uh cedric's already starting to get a little too full of himself you know it looks like they're planting the seeds on mm. cedric making his exit yeah out of the hurt business but but it's definitely pretty awesome you know um and, and i'm glad to see all those guys doing something interesting um, we saw the return of Charlotte. Did see the return of Charlotte. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I, it was telegraphed a little bit. You know, Sheena predicted it, which that's how she reclaimed Woo! the Chick Foley Show prediction championship. Marco, you held it for all of our. Did you? What did you end up holding it for two episodes? Or two one, shows? baby. Just one. one. I thought he wanted a Survivor episode. Series. Did he? Oh, was it? It was two episodes, but one pay per view. He only. Uh, he didn't okay. retain. Yeah. Yeah. The his first title defense. He's the Sasha Banks of the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> cried after. Yeah. yeah, Charlotte came back with like a million bucks, <laughs> pinned Shayna Baszler to win the uh, the women's tag belts. I was a little surprised on that. I thought we were going to see like the uh, the classic like Ric Flair and Sting. You know, every time they ever teamed up, Ric Flair always turned on Sting before the match was over. Yeah, uh, I thought we were going to see Charlotte turn on Asuka. I still think that's where we're heading long term. I see this tag team falling apart, and I think we're going to get Charlotte yeah. and Asuka part two at WrestleMania. Uh, Marco, what did you think of, of the Queen's return? I mean, it's always an, an enjoyment seeing the Queen return. Um, Especially like she looks super happy too. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the uh, one of the pictures that they had floating around there, where she's just you know, all smiles and everything like that. So um, I think she, maybe she got her teeth touched up like Roman. That is that know? is true. Actually, it did. It did look, her teeth did look look uh, pearly white. Turn, so she may have turned heel when you get new teeth. Roman yeah, got she, his new teeth and didn't know how to act no more. <laughs> well, she, I mean, Char- Charlotte is. Ne- I mean, let's be real. It's it's only a matter of time before she's a heel again. They they cannot keep her a face for very long. Oh yeah. She's like, she's like, I mean, I hate to say, she's like her dad. Like, it's like, she's, she's a natural heel. Like, you want to hate her. You yeah, don't wanna, that's her, that's you don't her persona. Her. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think the only time she ever really got was like, was like a true, um, like baby face. Like the crowd was really fully behind her was, um, was when she came back and wrestled for the first time after Ric Flair was sick, you know, and she beat, I think she was Natty that she beat for the title. And then they had Ric Flair. You know, she, I, I think they said that she didn't know Ric Flair was even backstage until after she won. Yeah, he came out. The crowd was behind her then, but yeah, she just she just has the presence of a heel. You know, mm-hmm. um, think about her and how how adjacent it was when she was in. What was it? What was her team name PCB or yeah, it PCB, was Paige, Paige Charlotte, Charlotte, and Becky, yeah, and they like horrible. did the little pinky thing. Like, dude, yeah. that is not the Charlotte that <laughs> I want to root for. I, I do think you know she's a good kind of heel. She, I think you really nailed it, Marco. She's just like the Nature Boy. You know, you love to hate her. I think everybody in the crowd respects her and appreciates how awesome of a wrestler is so she's not like the kind of heel like you know like triple h was during the reign of terror back in uh um you know 2002 or or like baron corbin you know she's just she's a good heel that you love the you love the hate and she's the perfect uh you know foil to go up against the the baby faces that we love and, and want to root for mm-hmm. yeah and when they beat her, it's a big deal. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is like, you know, when they when they do finally get over on her, it, it, it means something. Yeah, it is, it's she's a so strong. Deal. Yeah, she's always, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's not one where you just forget about it. You, like, you remember the people that get clean wins against Charlotte. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and with that, we will move on to the ending of the night. You know, the uh, the super hot finish that they had. With see what the, you did uh, there. Yeah, with the, uh, the Fiend being burned alive. So I was a fan of this match. Um, It wasn't the traditional Inferno match like we saw back in the day with with Undertaker and Kane. This had a little bit different spin on it. Um, I personally thought it looked cool as hell. You know, I I thought it looked cool. It was kind of somewhere in between being a traditional match and a a cinematic style match. 
but I was entertained by it. I thought the fiend looked pretty awesome, you know, wrestling in the jacket the whole time. Mm-hmm. We got to see a burning RKO, which the I think is burning RKO is yeah, my favorite, my we, favorite thing we in get wrestling. It, we'll go ahead and have a sidebar real quick on that. Has it, I think we were on agreement that prior to this, the uh, the royal the the Seth RKO Rollins. on Seth Rollins at yeah. WrestleMania 31 was the best ever, right? Yeah. yeah. Do we think that the flaming RKO has it passed it up? As, yeah, as the that best was mage, ever? dude. Yeah, that, that yeah. was insane. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, would, I think the flaming RKO beats the uh, yeah the curb, the, stomp, the curb the stomp into the RKO was awesome. You know, and all, I mean, obviously it was on the biggest stage, so it it just amplified it a little bit. But I mean, seeing Bray Wyatt just like run in with flames on his back, and then just Randy executing a perfect RKO on his like flaming body <laughs> was insane. <laughs> pretty wild, yeah. Really hard oh, to process man. what you're seeing there. Mm-hmm. And then um, so afterwards, you know, we saw Randy show a couple seconds of remorse for what what he had done, and then he proceeds to douse. Bray Wyatt. Those and, voices, uh, man. Those voices, yeah, the voices in him. his head. Yeah. I don't tell what they were saying this time. They uh he douses Bray Wyatt in gasoline and then seemingly burns him alive. Marco, what what were you thinking as you watched this live? <laughs> um I was thinking that uh Randy Orton's the most evil man in WWE history, maybe in wrestling history, um, because he lit someone on fire. Um but not, not someone. I, I mean the fiend is it, it, the fiend is a as a monster, so it, he wasn't burning a human alive. He was burning a a monster alive. We'll we'll go with an that. Entity. But um, um, an entity, yes. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a shock at first. He was just like, "What the hell?" But then, like, kind of like you snap out of it, and knowing Randy Orton, it's that's that's what he does. He does whatever he can to to stop the person by any means necessary. And the only way he could stop the fiend and stop Ray Wyatt was light something on fire. So, um. Yeah. They mentioned this like it came full circle. You know, he he uh, he burned the the house down and Bray Wyatt disappeared, came back as a fiend. Now he burns the fiend. Who knows what uh, what uh, Bray Wyatt's going to come back as next. And if you watched- I know, did you see he tweeted that cocoon? He t- he tweeted a picture of a cocoon, you know, obviously meaning he's going to emerge as as something completely different. Yeah. You know, yeah, Alexa, Alexa kind of alluded yeah, to that as well. Yeah, she said it's going to be something we've never seen before when he comes back. Yeah, I mean, that uh, to me, that was my immediate thought. When I saw this, first of all, I was thinking, holy crap, like, you know, the, this the visual of, you know, what we were seeing. Um, and then I was like, where are they going from here? Like, that was my immediate thought was like, what's next? Because, you know, killing the fiend off in that way, just kind of like. I was just thinking like, oh, crap, this could be really, really good or this could be really, really bad. We, uh, we have seen this in the past with the supernatural characters. You know, I think Kane and The Undertaker are the Undertaker. closest parallels what we've seen to The <laughs> Floats Fiend. Floats off into the And both sky. both of those guys have had different times where they've had some sort of, you know, catastrophic loss. Like, like you know, Sheena mentioned, Undertaker floating off into the sky. Yeah. Kane had damn near everything you could possibly have done to you happen to him. And then they come back with a slightly updated look and, you know, a new, meaner attitude. So there is a precedent for this, but... Clearly, it was the first time we've ever seen someone straight up murdered, uh, excuse me, murdered in the wrestling ring. No, I don't know. Money in the Bank, Rey Mysterio went off the building. You know, they, obviously, they they explained it away, saying that it, there was a roof below the bigger roof. Remember, Marco? They're like, right. oh, there was, a, there was a smaller roof underneath the bigger roof. But yeah, I mean, we, yeah, that night true. we thought that uh, he got murdered, too. So. In Halloween Havoc 95, yeah, we never got an explanation when Hulk Hogan threw the giant off the building, either. That, <laughs> and the giant yeah. somehow shows up 15 minutes later for the main event match. So. Yeah, I just, I just think the burning alive was like more like it was very visceral like murder. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like if someone gets stoned it's not that if someone gets stoned off a roof it's not murder um but it's just seeing someone get burned alive is just completely a, a completely different image and it sticks with yeah. you a lot more than anything. And I, I liked the I liked all the antics too. I liked you know the the flaming axe handle and the flaming leather strap, and I liked the you know the gasoline to the rocking chair. I liked kind of the callback awesome. to that. Um, so yeah, I thought there was a lot of elements in this match that I really really enjoyed. Another thing I'll say, WWE gets a lot of flack for the creative side of things run the same old thing over and over. No one can say they're not trying. You know, literally we saw something that we've never seen before mm-hmm. yeah, in wrestling yeah. happen. Regardless of what you think about it, you got to give a uh, an A for effort. Um, my my final thoughts, it definitely, you know, I've said before, when I watch wrestling, I, I kind of suspend my disbelief for the most part. This tested that, you know, because at a certain point, you got to be like, okay, where are the cops at? You know, it's like this is happening <laughs> yeah. on live TV. Um, 
So there's that aspect, which I can forgive that a little bit more, but more than that, I'm just thinking in kayfabe, like, okay, so Bray Wyatt gets doused in gasoline and set on fire, and seemingly he's going to be back, probably in time for WrestleMania. This is the same guy that lost his Universal Championship at uh, Payback after Roman Reigns kicked him in the balls. Yeah. So how, yeah. you know, if you could get set on fire and bounce back, how do you? How can you not survive getting kicked <laughs> in the, the nuts, you know, man, You know men, though. Men are, like, very tender in their nuts. I mean, you could, like, literally, like, you know, thump a dude in the in the ball sack, and he's going to be, like, out for yeah. three days. You know I, what mean, I mean, yeah, I don't like getting Definitely. hit in the nuts either, but if it's between that, and getting completely engulfed in flames. I'll, I'll take a shot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, another thing I'll just say, I like that because it was pre-taped, they got some really cool shots. Like, you know, when the flames came up and, you know, uh, Bray Wyatt's mask was behind the flame. I thought there was some really, really cool visuals. Some really incredible photos, too, were coming out on WWE's Instagram the next couple of days. Like, yeah. some stuff, like, if you got... If you got enough room in your wrestling room or man cave or whatever to throw up some portraits, like these would look awesome getting like a big print of some of these photos and, and frame it in your room. Um, yeah. And shout out really quickly. I got to shout out one of our Foley fan members was in the Thunderdome, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shoes up, sleeves down at shoes up, sleeves down on Instagram. Our buddy Foley fan member, Tristan Stewart, uh, follow him on YouTube, too. Uh, he was in the audience wearing his KO tank like we picked him out immediately. And funny enough, um, you know, kind of the the way that he hit us up in our uh, Facebook group and was like, this is so weird. Like they when they switched over to the Fiend match, they actually had an image of him from like a couple of weeks previous when he was in the the Thunderdome for SmackDown. So it wasn't like the same audience, obviously. But, yeah, he was still in there, but it was a different picture of him. So I thought that was pretty cool that he got to be in, you know, the main show. And then he actually got thrown into the to the Fiend Inferno match, too. Marco, uh, not to jump the gun on our Go Figure segment, but did you see the spoiler that Ringside Collectibles posted for the Elite 90 Bray Wyatt figure? I did not know. I yeah, it's to... just a, yeah, it's just a pile of ash. So no, it's gonna be the regular, yeah, it's gonna be the regular Elite box and then just a big pile of gray ash in there. That's pretty cool. Pretty awesome. I'll buy that. That would that would be amazing if Mattel could come up for like a Ringside Collectible or something down the road. Some find a way to do the uh, the the Bray Wyatt on fire figure. Yeah, that would be so awesome. They've done uh, they've done torches before. You know, Elite Fifty Seven Seth Rollins had a uh, had a torch come with him. The one from WrestleMania yeah. Thirty Three, and Ricky the think, Dragon Steamboat had a torch. Do you think we will get a uh, a Randy Orton in full like sweatsuit? That's what you, know? you need. You need the two pack. Yeah, you need Randy or- Randy Orton in the sweatsuit. It was with weird the, seeing uh, him wrestle in the sweatsuit. Yeah, it's always weird seeing Randy Orton in pants. But yeah, you need. <laughs> yeah. You need Randy Orton in the uh, in the sweatsuit with a uh, gas can, and then Fiend with some kind of you know plastic like flames or something on his back. Yeah. That would be pretty freaking awesome. That would be awesome. Um, all right, anybody got anything else they want to discuss off TLC? No, it was a good overall. It was a really really great show. Um, it sucks that the uh, the weekly ratings are so crappy because I feel like I hope people that you know aren't watching normal TV tuned into this because they're well, going all out now. We got a. Uh, uh, it looks like Roman and KO are going to have the final match of their feud on Friday. They're having oh, a nice. steel cage match this Friday night. So KO is going to get one more shot to take the belt off of Roman. All right, we'll move on to story number two. So Sheena's got a little uh, beef brewing with our probably, you know, one of our top two or three favorite wrestling podcasts. Um, yeah. So if you guys haven't listened to ESPN's Cheap Heat hosted by Peter Rosenberg, Definitely recommend it. That was the first um, like modern era wrestling podcast we started listening to. Once mm-hmm. I was re- when I really started getting into podcast heavy, um, I first started listening to the new or we started listening to the New Generation Project, which I definitely recommend that to anyone We've out there. We've talked about that several yeah, times. It's on the few, show. Br- yeah, a couple British guys who are hilarious, and they they start with King of the Ring 1993 and review every pay per view from it all the way up to WrestleMania 14, the dawn of the Attitude Era. And it's just hilarious, it's you know. It's it's dude. awesome going back and reliving those pay per views, which is such a glorious time in wrestling. And um, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then my buddy Jordan, who we talked about a few times on there, he turned me on to Cheap Heat, and so we started listening to it back in 2014. So we've gone on six years listening to this show. Um, Sheena's befriended um, Peter Rosenberg and Stat Guy Greg on Instagram. Um, and then also Brian Dipperstein, who's one of their guests sometimes. The and Majent. suddenly, added we we're listening to the podcast this week, and out of nowhere. Um, dip starts going off on Sheena. Sheena, t- take it away. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about you guys' beef you got going. Yeah, so you know, I got the, I got the follow from from Dipperstein, which you know, if, if you listen to the show, you know Dipperstein. He's uh, he's a he's a harsh critic. You know what I mean? And I I love that about him. I love that he's like kayfabe only. I love that he you know he keeps it real. Um, his takes are freaking hilarious a lot of times. Uh, but yeah, I got the follow from Dip, and then he talked about this week how he had to give Chick Foley the unfollows. He's cutting a promo 
on Chick Foley on Cheapy saying he had to give me the unfollow because he got he got on, you know, and I was posting all the match results on Instagram, which is what I always do. I always have done it. You know, um, I just feel like wrestling is one of those things, which it's not like a TV show. It's 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 in the moment. It's like sports. You know what I mean? Like people don't wait and post the outcome of sports. Like you're talking about sports live when it's happening, but he said he had to unfollow Chick Foley because I posted all the, the match results and he just, he can't, you know, he's busy. He's going and going and going. And, uh, he watches it after the fact. So he kind of just stays unplugged. He doesn't follow WWE. He doesn't, he doesn't have a Twitter account. So he's, he's protected his social media space from spoilers, which I can absolutely 100% respect you know but i feel like if you're gonna dip your toe into the social media pool you know you you really have to understand that spoilers are out there and they're gonna find you when you least expect it i mean they're gonna hit you out of nowhere um and so yeah i thought it was pretty funny that he gave me gave me the unfollow but he showed he showed the love but i'm gonna go on and i'm gonna teach everybody out there how you can mute people without unfollowing them because there is an option where you can mute people from your uh, yeah, stories for a couple hours and bring them back to life. Yeah. You, you know, you don't have to unfollow and all those types of things. You can just mute um, and then you can still find their profile and all that kind of stuff, but it makes sure that they don't show up, you know, randomly in your, in your scroll or in your story feed and stuff like that. So he did um, say you were as mage as mage gets. He did. He, he, get, I, I feel like I, if I got, as mage as mage gets from Brian Dipperstein, then I feel like I've made it. I, I like I, I need that as a drop for the show. I mean, I, like that's going to be the intro of the show from here on out. It's going to be like Chick Foley is as mage as mage gets, you know. <laughs> so, Marco, what's your take on uh, on people's responsibility for avoiding spoilers? Is it is it on the spoilers and on the people that get spoiled for uh, if you're on social media during uh, during wrestling events? Um, I mean, it depends on the like the account, like. You know, the Chick Foley account, it, it, she posts wrestling. She, she's going to post results. She's going to post things like that. So I think it's on the person, the follower, to avoid that stuff. They know if they go on any type of social media through any event, not even wrestling, through sport, like any type of sport. It could be a movie that just came out. It could be a show. Um, it's going to get spoiled. So it's on you, yeah, follower, to stay away from that stuff. And it is. You, you throw on Instagram, you know it's not in chronological order anymore. You know it's it's it has its own like algorithm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you might see that first, and that's that's your fault for opening up Instagram. That's that's where I stand with it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, wrestling's in like the same category of sports, like you said. You know, like I would never go and watch, you know, like the the finale of Seinfeld or something like that, and post how it ended yes, right away. Never, that's totally never. different. Yeah. Yeah, same thing with a movie, but. But wrestling sports, you know, I think, and I think Sheena mentioned it, and it's I think Rosenberg nailed it on the uh, on Cheap Heat when he said, you know, it's a conversation that you're having, you know, with yes. all your followers and stuff, and that's yes. what you're you're having happen, you know, and uh, so I think uh, you know Sheena's kind of got a responsibility to her, all the followers to to you know they want to hear her live reaction stuff to these matches, so yeah, and you know, uh, Stat Guy and Rosenberg both agreed that like you know it, it's the responsibility yeah, they of it on, the. On yeah, of the user yeah, staff. And like Seth said, I hate spoilers. Like I, I watch a lot of TV shows like back when I used to be like hardcore watching the walking dead and, you know, game of Thrones and all of that. Like I, I took it upon myself. I was a responsible user. I didn't get on social media cause I knew there was always going to be a jerk out there that was going to post something that just like pissed me the hell off. Right. But I, I would never post that. Like, even if I watched in real time, I'm never the person that goes on and posts the spoiler. Um, but like, I just feel like with this, like we talked about, you know, it's, it's sports news. So it's yeah. just happening in real time. And you gotta you know? be disciplined. You know, we know from, from living in Hawaii, stuff happens at weird times. A lot of the major sports events and especially the wrestling pay-per-views, they're coming on like two in the afternoon. Yes. And there were some times where we just had something else going on where we weren't going to be able to watch it live. And then also I have a very demanding job and sometimes I'm not able to watch stuff until like the next morning or, or, you know, the next evening or sometimes even at all. Yeah. sometimes even at all. And I know I just got to stay, I just got to stay off of it. You know, I have to, uh, just, if I, I know if I go on social media, I'm taking that chance of seeing something. So for but the most some part, people use social media to keep up on that stuff. They know they're not going to have time to watch it. They're not going to have time. They're not yeah, going to have time also. to go back. Like there's people that either a don't have the WWE network or B they don't have three or four hours the next day or the in the week at all to yeah. devote to watching the pay-per-view. So they're getting all of their information, all of their news via the people that report these, you know, results and yeah. things Maybe like that. Maybe they're just going to so. check the chick Foley account and see what the big match is with. They need to yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so dip, we love you. We love all the cheap. Crew. I thank do. you guys for the free, uh, thank you guys for the free advertising. 
Yeah, um, you guys the are podcast. the best. Yeah, I, and, I love uh, all. I love all the cheap heat, the extended cheap heat universe. You know, Zach Linder, freaking Skylar Aston. I, I like all all those guys when they come together. It's like Captain Planet when they're putting all their rings together when they have like all their shows. So if you don't listen to cheap heat, you definitely need to listen to cheap heat. They are mage as mage gets. All right, and with that, we'll move to our final in ring story for this week, and. Uh, we're going to get into the Christmas spirit, all right? So it's the the night before Christmas Eve as we're recording this. And what I want to do right now is just all of us go around and give a Christmas wish out to uh, to someone or something in the wrestling world that we want to see in uh, in 2021. So, Sheena, we'll start with you. So my Christmas... Christmas... My Christmas wish... <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> my, my Christmas wish... We feel like we need some, like, jingle bells or something happening in the background here. We weren't prepared with the appropriate Christmas music. My Christmas wish goes out to Drew McIntyre, even though I am, you know, ready to see him take a take a brief break from, you know, the the main event scene per se. And no offense to Drew McIntyre, because I think he is incredible. My Christmas wish is that at some point later in 2021, maybe in the fall of 2021, we have you know, people back in the audience, we have an actual audience in the, in the Thunderdome or wherever WWE is doing pay-per-views if they're, if they're back traveling at that point, you know, things have calmed down in the world and Drew McIntyre has earned his pop as champion, like becoming a champion with an audience in, in the, you know, in the building so he can get that appropriate, you know, adulation that we, we know that he deserves. So that my Christmas wish is for Drew McIntyre to finally get his, his due with the, his championship. Yeah, he earns it. He was definitely carrying the torch for WWE at a very, very um, awkward time. Unprecedented you know? time. Especially that time between WrestleMania and the dawn of the Thunderdome when yes. it was really... Uh, In the PC. It was just really weird. You know, I think uh, the, the even though the Thunderdome's not nearly the same as having a live audience there, at least for the TV product, it made it much closer to what we're, what we're used to. Um, and, you know, between the Thunderdome and the... They really turned up the heat on pumping in the live crowd noise. So, but Drew, during probably the most awkward time in wrestling history, was was leading the charge and doing a damn good job. So, yeah, I definitely co-signed that one. Uh, Marco, what's your Christmas wish? Um, my Christmas wish is just to have uh, more success for wrestling in general the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, being it kind of like you know it, it was on the upswing earlier in the year, and obviously when uh, COVID hit, it kind of obviously took a downswing with a. Uh, with that, with everyone, with all organizations, mm-hmm. not just WWE, not just AEW, um, but indie wrestling as well. So I just want more of a success, a successful year next year, just to basically get it back on that upswing that it was earlier in the year, and uh, hope everyone gets uh gets their their just dues. Yeah, next over year, the last so. few years, yeah, wrestling has really picked up steam, and I feel like kind of come back into the you know the main scene with like or mainstream, um, you know, and I just feel like this was just kind of like a huge a huge blow because yeah. you know they they depend on those live shows, you know, they depend on you know traveling around to different cities and you know people getting hype and you know selling merch and wearing merch and all that kind of stuff. So this this has just been like a really weird year for wrestling in general, and I just hope you know, and then people people are disinterested because it kind of, you know, not necessarily looks the same all the time, but it kind of just looks and feels the same, you know, and WWE's kind of struggled with storylines and figuring out how they're going to do this and with all the things that are going on. Um, so yeah, I hope next year really brings a lot more interesting, interesting booking and, you know, just building of the superstars in general. Yeah. My, uh, my Christmas wish is in the same vein, but I'm really want to focus on indie wrestling. You know, I think this year has been, Obviously, you know, indie wrestling is way down on the list on the global scale of things that uh, the pandemic has affected. But I think it's definitely been catastrophic for indie wrestling, who, like Sheena mentioned, they were like almost exclusively on on live shows and selling merch at the events for getting by. And everything is WrestleMania weekend. You know, that's huge for indie wrestling. I know a lot of indie wrestlers, they make like almost half their income for the year on WrestleMania weekend when you get that huge um congregation of wrestling fans from around the world in one place if you've ever been to wrestlemania you know there's literally wrestling shows going on damn near 24 7 for that whole four or five days that folks are down there so um it looks like that's most likely you know i don't think we're going to get a full-fledged wrestlemania weekend this year maybe 2022 it'll be back but i surely feel for indie wrestling you know so many of our favorites they started wrestling in Mm -hmm. uh in high school gyms and bingo halls um you know armories vfw centers stuff like that 
Um, you see some of Seth Rollins' earliest matches. You know, he wrestled AJ Styles in a high school gym when he yeah. was 18. You know, um, he's talked about that as being like a real turning point in his life. And so many of our favorites come up in that way. You know, it's it's still the uh, the exception. The guys who get in the WWE Performance Center and go straight um, straight from there. For the most part, these guys are starting off in some small town and slowly working their way up before they get their big break. And I just my fear is if this thing lasts a whole other year, that that scene may be totally gone, you know, because it's just it's going to be hard to get that started up from the ground up. So hopefully, um, you know, enough things can change whereas with this vaccine or something else and things get back to normal and uh, we can get the indie wrestling scene back up in, in 2021. So and it makes you Christmas have to wonder. Wish. It makes you wonder, like, what's going to be the future crop of wrestling? You know what I mean? Like if, it, if it's like taking a basically taking a swipe out of this whole crop that could have like come up through the yeah, indies and you a know whole, a whole year of, of folks that you know a whole year's worth of opportunities that have been missed by people a year's worth of opportunities that have been missing some promotions that will never come back yep. right so those people will never may never work again you know in in a wrestling ring so it's just kind of like i think it's yeah. it's people, bigger than that you know it's not yeah. just a year and it could be for longer yeah got, and, and people that you know may have been looking to kind of break in may have given up on that dream for good because of the stuff that happened this year and we yeah. never know what they could be there could have been a future you know wwe world champion that has given up on it because of this so it's it's really sad to think about, you know, I hope I feel like I'm kind of bringing the show down a little bit <laughs> wow. um, when we talk about, you know, what effect this has. But I just really hope we can bounce back next year, you know, and, and get things back to normal because shit sucks, man. Yeah, it really does. All right. So let's uh, brighten it up a little bit. Marco, what do you got? What's you guys Christmas plan over the next couple of days? What do you what do you guys got mapped out for the fam? Um, I'm not sure yeah, I'm going to brighten it up a little bit, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, just probably the same thing we did on uh, Thanksgiving, just immediate family. Um, yeah. I think we're doing uh, some type of Zoom um, thing with the with the extended family and stuff like that. But uh, how do you guys you do know. gifts with the kids? You guys do one gift on Christmas Eve and everything Christmas morning, or you do everything Christmas Eve night? What are you guys doing for that? Uh, we do everything Christmas morning. So okay, um, you guys don't do the one present on Christmas Eve. That was always a tradition at my house growing up. I I did when I was growing up, but for some reason we we're not doing it. Could know. you could you pick why. any present? Because I know a lot of parents do like they'll do like pajamas and then like a book. Or, you know what I mean? Like they, it's like a specific Christmas Eve no, present. We, you we know? could. I mean, our parents would usually wouldn't have the big stuff out for selection, but for the most part, it was fair game. We could pick like we usually have to pick like one of the smaller ones. We can pick yeah. one of, like the big. Box. Yeah, we, yeah. My parents would put like the smaller gifts out, and we could pick amongst those, and then overnight, obviously, the bigger gifts would come up. But yeah, we're pretty much just gonna uh, for Christmas Eve. Uh, obviously dress up in pajamas and stuff like that or in Christmas pajamas and um, probably do cookies uh, with the kids. Oh, yeah, um, we didn't um, we didn't even do cookies. I forgot. I totally forgot that Santa <laughs> this year has been so weird. I totally forgot that Santa needs cookies and milk. Yeah, cookies uh, but thank and God milk. Brett, Brett's Art not really a, a little, yeah. yeah. still a little too little to really fully grasp that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think next year will be the first year we really are. All in on Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Brett, Brett's excited because, I mean, I know he loves to open gifts and stuff, but he doesn't really grasp the whole Santa Claus and, you know, naughty list, nice list. He, like, like, you he know loves I mean? all the direction, all the direct, all the decorations and the Christmas tree and all that yeah. stuff. Oh, he lo- yeah. He's, 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 he's as Christmas spirity as it comes. He loves Christmas movies. He, he loves Christmas Santa, lights. Yeah. He knows who Santa Claus is, but yeah. he doesn't understand the whole concept. Yeah. But it, yeah. It'll be a lot of fun this year because this is the first year that we've really had, you know, I mean, he opened stuff last year and was excited, but this year he's just really, really like cognizant of like presents and toys and you know it's just, just going to be so much fun and you know Stella it's cool because she's a she's a second child so she's just kind of following in his footsteps I feel like at one she's a lot more aware of things than he was at one you know I think it's just because she's had the direction and you know he's led he's led her to you know be a little bit more advanced than he was at, at one years old what are you yeah. guys doing for uh for, for the grinds man for the Christmas meal um I'm gonna do uh I think we have to do like a Christmas ham I was going to do a turkey again, but uh, I think we're just going to go Christmas ham sides. You hit it with like a pineapple glaze or you go straight savory? I don't know, pineapple. My, uh, my father used to do uh, pineapple and uh, he used to do Brown cherry too. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'll probably do that for the uh, for the ham and stuff like that. I just took it out this morning. It's going to take a couple of days for it to thaw out. So. Yeah, Seth's dad does one. It's like, uh, does he use Coke or Dr. Pepper? I think it's Coca-Cola. Coke. He Yeah, he does uh, He does the ham and like pours Coca-Cola on it. So it's like the same thing as using like brown sugar. I mean, you're using yeah. like a, just like a sugary syrup, but it's really, really good, you know, and it's got like the pineapples and all you the You're going to hit it with some cloves? It looks nice, but have you ever tasted a clove, like a whole clove? No. Well, 
I think it's just supposed to impart a little bit of flavor in the True, hand, right? it does. I but I mean, eat the clove. You're not supposed to eat the clove, but I mean, to me, clove is just a little bit too. I think it's it just too looks, much. I think it just looks badass. I think it just looks really, really <laughs> <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> you they gram and then take them out before you actually cook it. That's true. That's very true. We're gonna go. We're gonna go straight Christmas story style. Uh, we've we've started a tradition where we do uh, Chinese food on yeah. oh, Christmas. Nice. You know, we just order Chinese. Yeah, in. last year we were basically less uh, around 24 hours from having Stella back home from the hospital. So the last thing we want to do is cook a big meal and have to clean up with that. So we got, we, we got a really awesome, just like traditional American Chinese takeout restaurant. That's about two miles from our house. Um, and we got it, just a shitload of takeout from there. And so I think that's going to kind of be our new family tradition for the Christmas meal. We just yeah. get Chinese takeout. Nothing like a little so. MSG to set off the uh, yeah, Christmas spirit. Yeah, a little some fried rice, go. sweet sour chicken, some spare Nothing ribs. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then they'll so clean good. up. So yeah, we got, like I said, I got to work on Christmas. So we're doing our all our Christmas tomorrow. Like me and Sheena have been, that's what we were doing right before we started recording tonight was getting all the kids presents wrapped. And we got all, you know, we're going to bring in all their big gifts and stuff. Uh Probably tomorrow morning after they open up the little stuff. I think that's what we're going to do. We're mm-hmm. going to do the big, you know, be one more gift reveal at the nice. end. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. Um, we got anything else we need to talk about on Inside the Ring before we move on to Go Figure? I'm ready to get into Go Figure. All right. Let's hit it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. All right, Go Figure is where we talk about the latest in wrestling figure news. This segment is brought to you by Ringside Collectibles. Again, they are the number one worldwide retailer in wrestling figures. And make sure you're using code CHICKFOLEY for 10% off all your purchases. Marco, take us away with wrestling figure news. Uh, yeah, pretty light uh, this week, but obviously that's a that's a given because it's a, a holiday week. But uh, um, live right now on Ringside, we have uh, uh, Basic Series 115 and 116 available uh and uh if you don't know the the uh contenders for those are so 115 you have Big E, you have humberto carrillo you have becky lynch you have tegan knox and uh braun Strowman. um and i believe for 116 it is kevin owens um uh, roderick strong uh dakota kai uh seth rollins and sheamus i believe so uh those uh they round out uh those ones there so yeah, if you're interested in those, definitely pick them up. Um, they're, yeah, I really they're, like they're that. Uh, I think for these, definitely getting Tegan Knox and definitely getting Dakota Kai. I really like that Chase Humberto Carrillo, but he's going for 28 bucks on ringside. That's just a, a touch rich for my blood. So I yeah, think I'm yeah. going to, uh, I think I'm going to try to wait and see if I can find that one on the pegs. I, I've been, I've been pretty lucky on seeing the Chase basics on the pegs, but yeah, that white Humberto Carrillo looks pretty tough. And then definitely getting Tegan and Dakota Kai. Yeah, and I forgot to add to the uh, Elite Series 82 is back in stock as well because that was out for a while. Um, that's obvious with the uh, with Keith Lee, the Chase, and the regular. Uh, then you have the John Morrison and Finn Balor. And that's Gronk. stunning, Jerry the King. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's back in stock, so definitely pick that up. Um, that's actually a really awesome set, um, especially the, the Keith Lee in white is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but, Do you know, uh, what blows, you know what blows my mind? That Ringside Collectibles does not offer gift cards. I can't, yeah. I can't believe I, they don't? I no. I remember I don't. Um, a while back I ran we like it was like maybe a year or so ago I ran a giveaway and the prize was going to be I just I automatically assumed I never even checked I just assumed that they did giveaways <laughs> or they did uh, gift cards and so I said you know hey I'm going to give away a twenty five dollar you know ringside gift card or you know thirty dollars or whatever it was. And, um, then, you know, the, the person won and I went to give him, I was like, what's your email? And I went to give him the gift card. I was like, holy shit, like, they don't have gift cards. You know, <laughs> I think I ended up either, I can't remember if I ended up giving him a pro wrestling tees gift card or I ended up, um, giving it. Yeah. I think I might've bought him the figures. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, I mean, I ended up pretty wild. I made it, I made it right for the guy, but yeah. And he was well, super, uh, he was super chill, but yeah, I couldn't believe I was like, dude, of all, like, I just can't believe that somebody as big as ringside, you know, we'll drop that, an email to Steve at ringside see what we got to do. Maybe we, maybe we can make that a chick Foley exclusive, uh, get a virtual gift card with the chick Foley logo and stuff on it. Yeah. Cause I mean, that just seems like a no brainer to me to be able to get, uh, you know, your figure lover in your life especially because uh, it's hard to uh like it, it's hard to just randomly buy somebody figures because yes. you never really know what they got you know and if it's somebody that you don't talk to every day unless you know exactly um exactly what they're getting you don't know what's on their wish list either because everybody's got their own quirks 
in their own rules for how they kind of cage in their their figure collecting. So right. you're always, you know, I I would hate it for somebody to try to like buy figures for me just because I'm so particular with like what I need to add to my collection or what I want, what I don't want. Mm-hmm. That uh, and and yeah. I'd always feel guilty if somebody you know spent gave money, me, yeah, yeah, spent money and gave me a really heartfelt gift, and I literally have like no use for what they bought me. So yeah, uh, yeah, the, the ringside gift cards is a great idea. You need to uh, make that happen, Shane. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I think that that'd be awesome if we could uh, do like I would rather give like like to give away a gift card for ringside than like do figures sometimes because yeah. if you get some like a set amount of money like a so, fifty dollar gift card or something they can go ham on yeah, ringside and, and buy whatever is, they want. Like when we when we give away figures, so we give away figures, so we've got to get the figure and then we've got to ship it. You know what I mean? So then it's like you know the whole shit. Like I would, I could just send you a gift card and you could get whatever the hell you want. You know what I mean? Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I would love to do like gift card giveaways to ringside. All right, let's yeah, let's let's put that on the uh, on the uh, on the to do list. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um. Uh. So next up for uh, figure news, uh, British Bulldog, um, is showing up on uh on shelves in uh, Toys R Us in Canada. In Canada. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers, Toys R Us. Oh, that yeah. that picture that was going around uh of the bulldog on the pegs just it really just like it was crushing to see, you know, it like it put a smile on my face, but it would cause so much pain. Yeah. Cause it's first off, it's Toys R Us. You can immediately tell us Toys R Us just from the lighting, the way the lighting looks in there. I don't know how every single Toys R Us in the world, the lighting always looked the same. Um, and just like the, the labels on the pegs and stuff. But then also the entire set of elite 82 was there, including the chase Keith Lee, you know, not only was the regular Keith Lee there, the chase yep. Keith Lee is just sitting on the pegs and then just, Two casual British Bulldog Elite 82s are sitting there awesome, man. It, yeah. was, just, it was just glorious. And it, was. it just breaks my heart because, like, you know, I stopped at Target today to check for some NECA figures, and there were freaking two Billy K's, a Weasel Suit Bobby Heenan, and I think a basic AJ uh, Styles with yes. on the pegs. Yeah, and it's always a freaking mess in Target, too. Like, the, the toy section is always a mess. The NECA section is always a mess. It just, it just looks a hot freaking dumpster fire mess. Um, it's funny that you guys are bringing up Toys R Us because I was thinking last night I was putting together uh, our kids uh, land speeder. They have like, you know, the power wheel land speeder and uh, Star Wars from Star Wars. Sorry. I just assumed everybody knew what the land speeder was, but yes, the land speeder (laughs) from Star Wars. Um, And uh, that was one of the last things that we bought from, uh, Toys R Us before they closed. Like they were literally having like their closeout sale and we got it for, you know, I mean, I think a hundred bucks, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think it was the, normally uh, like four hundred bucks, and we got it for four hundred bucks or one hundred dollars at the uh, the Toys R Us in Yeah, it was like clo- it was like closeout sale. So we're finally putting it together because it, it stayed at my mother in law's house for a long time, you know, because Brett had his power wheels out in Hawaii, and there was just no way for us to get the you know that giant box and stuff out to Hawaii. Yeah. So. It, we- uh, yeah, that there was that and the AJ Styles wrestling buddies was like the last two yes. things I bought at Toys yes. R Us. The kids are lucky too because. Uh, if you look on eBay, so it's, it's the Radio Flyer Star Wars Land Speeder Power Wheels, and that thing's going on eBay right now for anywhere between like six hundred and seven hundred and fifty bucks. So yeah, these kids better love that freaking thing, dude. Because th- you better believe that I thought a couple times about just throwing that <laughs> yeah. thing up on eBay and selling. Because it, it was you know? still it was still mint in box. Yeah, you know what they're I mean? they're going for like four hundred out of the box in good shape. But I I'm sitting on a uh, yeah a mint in box Star Wars uh, Power Wheels, man. And this thing is awesome. Like I I told Sheena, Sheena put it together last night while I was at work, and I was messing with it right before we started recording. The thing is freaking sweet. It's got a little panel. It's got like six different, um, you know, sounds and stuff it makes. Like just, just feel it. It's really nice. It's the nicest Power Wheels car I've ever seen. Um, it's a two so, seater too, so, so both yeah. our kids will be able to ride in it. Which yeah, is you know, nice. we were just talking about British Bulldog, and yeah, th- these kids are definitely going to like this toy whether they want to or not. So <laughs> you better believe that. Yeah. But yeah, Bulldog is showing up. Um, Phil Dunnett in our uh, the ch- the premium Foley fam. Uh, he's hooking us up with two uh, Smiths in the UK had it available for pre-order and Phil who you know I've said it before he's a freaking saint he's the man he ended up ordering us two of those bulldogs and shipping them over to us um yeah that guy's just the the best dude he he, another reason you know for you guys to join the uh the Foley fam on Facebook it's it's a worldwide group you know we got Phil out in the UK who's hooking us up with UK exclusives he got a bunch of people Including me and Marco, that uh, Cody, that yeah. UK exclusive Cody, who's yep. probably the best Cody figure that's ever been made. Um, so yeah, again, another reason to join up because we got people like that, and then the group's still small enough that it's e- like Phil was able to hook up literally everybody that asked for one got one. You yeah. Know? So so everybody eats in the Foley fam. But yeah, Bulldog showing up. Hopefully that means he shows up soon in the states. But I just 
I know in the past, it seems like the Target exclusives have always been a way bigger pain in the ass to find than the Walmart ones. 100%. You know, I'm thinking Cassius Ono, um, Peyton Royce, you know, they were just really, really tricky. And even Billy Kay at first, you know, obviously Billy Kay is still sitting on the pegs at a lot of places. But at first, Billy Kay was really, really tough to find. Uh, Marco, has that been your experience up in Massachusetts that the uh, the Target exclusives have been a little bit trickier than the Walmart ones? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, a, that, that's always been a thing. Uh, I think I got lucky with the... Uh, uh, with the Alexander Wolf back in the day when that was hitting. Um, there was a few that started popping up at different targets around the area. So I was able to scoop a few of those. And I think, uh, I think that some of the uh, Cassius Onos started popping up too um, around. But other than that, yeah, it's, 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 it's very, very scarce with the, uh, with the exclusive. So I'm hoping with the, uh, the Royal Rumble series pops up, I can definitely get that, uh, get those. Cause I'll be very upset if I can't get that warrior, with the uh, with the yellow intercontinental title, yeah. Somebody, I mean, that's I mean, that's a cool thing. Like we talked about, it. somebody will find it. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. we, have, we have enough connections that you know we'll we'll definitely find it. But it's just going to be that like you know. <laughs> and I'm actually I'm not adding that one to the collection. So first one I find of those, it's going to you, Marco. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, we have a uh, old buddy, old buddy of ours that uh made some t-shirts or fig shirts for us, uh, Fig Tees UK. We're going, we're going back across the pond. Yeah. yeah, going back across the pond again. Uh, so he's actually, uh, he made some uh, the Hurt Business shirt. So they're not the individual ones where they each member has their own shirt. It's the, uh, the Hurt Business one that Bobby Lashley had. Team like, shirt. Was he able to get yeah, the, the, uh, the metallic finish on it? Yeah, so I remember I reached out to him like uh, a few months back and he was actually trying to look for the for the gold like foil to put on the shirt, like the actual lettering and stuff like that. So it took him a little bit, but he actually has them for sale. So if you hit him up on, on Twitter, that's where he, then he does most of his business. Um, he has them for sale. So definitely uh, hit him up for those. They look pretty sweet too. Did an excellent job. Like they, the, the font looks exactly like the, the shirt and everything. So I think I'm going to reach out because I have, uh, I have all four of those uh, figures. Um, so I think I'm going to grab four of those shirts and throw them on and have the, uh, have a little hurt business stable, set up in the uh, in the collection so yeah definitely hit him up for that that's pretty much it for fig news this week is like i said it's a holiday week so it's pretty pretty slow all around and holiday we're gonna season. go around uh what, what's all you guys what's you know what's your what do you think these the must-have figures for uh for this christmas I mean, I think you got to have Ultimate Edition Fiend. Ultimate Editions. I mean, ulti- Ultimate Editions in general, but yeah, Ultimate Edition Fiend. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fiend. Up, you know, yeah, you know how it happens. You know, once they're once they're no longer with us, the value of those figures goes through <laughs> exactly. the roof. Exactly. You know, they could they could never do it because it, they can't make a joke out of it because it is so awesome when they do them. But how freaking incredible would it have been if Brawl started off with like some emotional tribute to Bray Wyatt? And, oh you know, my god. Him. Pictures of Bray as a kid, <laughs> you know, and a montage of, you know, the Wyatt family down in NXT, Husky Harris, and then going all the way up to The Fiend, and then, you know, had the whole <laughs> roster out there for the 10 bell salute, man. Like, oh my God, that would have been so freaking amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Mark, what you, what, what's your, what's your must have figure for this Christmas? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely The Fiend, I would say, is the, uh, the Ultimate Edition Fiend. Probably say The Hogan, too. Uh, that's, that's oh, yeah, old. the Hogan was right up there. For yeah, long sought after Hollywood Hogan figure. Um, that's every, everyone's been clamoring for us, and uh, and it's out now. So definitely that that set right there, just both both of those figures in general, probably the must haves. I would say. Yeah, I was gonna. I was uh, actually gonna make it unanimous and say the Ultimate Editions also because those figures are just tremendous. Um, yeah. and even the ones that I haven't really been feeling when I see like the online reveal. Every time I get them in hand, you know, they really blow me away, especially the Hogan. You know, I really wasn't even adding on. I wasn't planning on adding that Hollywood to my collection. But once I had them in hand, I was like, yeah, this figure is great. So the Ultimates are cool, but I'm going to keep it about the kids. The thing about playability, I think the Motu figures, you know, the Masters of the Universe figures, yeah. Those yeah. Things, they look awesome. Um, they're all, you know, super bright and just a ton of playability. If you've ever, um, you know, unboxed these things, actually played with them. They're super durable. You can beat the hell out of them. Um the rings are cool. You know, the gray skull ring and the rattlesnake mountain skull ring are both really, really awesome. And so I just think that these would be the best, um, best figures to get for your kids to play with for Christmas. Yeah, for sure. We actually got a, uh, a fiend wrapped up for our little guy to open up tomorrow. He loves the fiend. Yeah. Again, thoughts awesome. and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Right. We would, but I mean, I think the hottest figures of the year would have, or for the Christmas would definitely have to be AEW, wouldn't you say, though? Like, I don't think so because nobody's well, been able to find true. them since October. <laughs> that's you know true. I mean? That's yes. true. 
Yeah, you can't really be the hottest toy for Christmas if nobody's been able to have well, a chance to buy true. it since that's the middle of October. Very true. Yeah, I think what they, we saw one set show up in Houston, and I think you know people were hoping that okay, this thing's gonna start dropping, but. I don't know about you, Mark. I don't know if things have been popping off on Twitter. I haven't seen anybody else finding them. I think that was just a random set that somehow made it to uh, to Houston. I've seen people. I've seen Series One has popped back up at a couple places over the last yeah. few weeks. But but yeah, the you know AEW figures. Yeah, they're hot. Dude. They're hot toys right now. But you just can't find them. You know. And I think I I think that um, our friends at Jazzwares, who we love and appreciate. I think they need to be a little bit careful because you can get to a point where people just kind of give up on a line, you know, and I, I've, if you go on wrestle figures forums, people are getting to that point. They're getting that frustrated um, with these figures, you know, at a certain point you got to be able to get the stuff, you know, where people just yeah. get frustrated and they, they kind of kills the passion for it. So because well, the frustration has um, been building since August. Yeah, it has, you know, it has. And they, uh, yeah, Jeremy's been super transparent with everybody from the start. He said that they switched up the nice. factories that they were using so between just the overall, like the base layer of difficulties that any toy company has in 2020 dealing with the pandemic, they also had to switch companies in the, uh, or switch factories in the middle of that. In addition to it being a brand new line, they're getting off the ground. So I still got patience with them, but you know, I really hope that they can improve that in 2021. Cause yeah, like Sheena said, people are dying to get these figures. You know, AEW is so hot right now. They got a ton of awesome characters who we've never seen have figures before. And and Jeremy is just a really creative mind. You know, he's going to give us the chase figures we want, mm-hmm. the variants that we want. Um, you know, he's the he's ex- he's exactly the kind of person as a figure collector you want to have running the line. Um, so hope, hopefully they can have a little bit better 2021 as far as distribution goes. Uh, let's move on to weekly purchases. Marco, what did you add this week? Um, so I had a, uh, a Festivus Miracle today. Um, Oh. So I seen a uh, so I'm near my phone. I'm working, um, doing kind of like light work. It was kind of like Monday, Tuesday. It was kind of like a kind of busy days for work, and then like today it was kind of like an eh, like a teetering off. A lot. Everyone's doing their going going away messages and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I happen to look at my phone and I see uh, FedEx. So they get like the text messages from FedEx saying um, delivery today. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So I'm like, oh, it, it can only be one thing. So I immediately sign into ringside check the orders and it was aw unrivaled series two oh, on its way today nice. uh, after we yeah. just talked about it nice this miracle how, like how they look in here it's the complete set it's a complete set yeah every, everybody oh. everyone made it safely oh. uh the, the hangman's there john moxley uh, yeah i've still yet to see these figures in person man so oh, so what's the best figure in the set oh my god i don't even uh I mean, my, so my, my sentimental one is actually, I already picked one. It's it's the Dustin Rhodes because his gear is the gear from uh, their first Boston show that I went to, uh, the AEW oh, yeah. show. Um, on the back of it, that it was, did. That was the, what, the second episode of Dynamite, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and on the back of it, now it has the date. It says, like, I think it was, like, uh, November or something like that. Um, it's in Boston, Massachusetts. I was like, holy crap. So um, that's that's my technically that's my favorite one. But as far as looks go, it definitely has to be the Lucha Bros. Um, they're amazing. I do I, obviously I love the Hangman figure. I love the John Moxley. This the scam on Moxley's pretty cool because he actually has that scar on his head um, that he got. Nice. And they actually they did mm-hmm. that because I thought it was just a mark on the head skin. I was like, crap! There's a big mark on his forehead. I was like, what the hell? And then I looked on the picture on the back and it see the scar that he got. And I was like, oh, awesome! Uh, so it wasn't a mess up. But uh, yeah, no, the definitely the Lucha Bros. They, the details on those are amazing. The Ray Phoenix probably in general is top notch. I would say it's it's probably my favorite one out of out of all of them right there. I you do like unboxing group. Yeah, yeah. I should, you I, you, I, you I take AEW figures out of the box, right? Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know. I know you do. You do some. You take some out and don't do some. Yeah, but I got. I got our our set is on the way right now. So hopefully I get it sometime before we head out on our road trip to Kentucky. But. uh but yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, perfect timing, man. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm very jealous. I was like, I was like, it's a festivist miracle. Was literally, yeah. I was like, it's a festivist miracle. It showed up. Um, yeah, was that it for this week? Um, other than that, I just got picked up the uh, the Chase Keith Lee. Um, the awesome. Chase beautiful, Bear, huh? beautiful. Yeah, Shinsuke as well. The black and red with the title, and I think that was it. Yeah, just those two there. But, yeah, it was uh, yeah. a little light week for me too. And s- same thing. It was a festivist miracle. I thought this week I was going to be completely shut down on uh on new figures because of all the delays with USPS right now. But they came through today. I got a uh, the retro Samoa Joe, and then 
uh, Hasbro, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. This is the white and nice. red one, not the black over. So it's two more figures on that. And then at, while we're on the air uh, tonight, Dougie Nunya hit me up. He found Ultimate Krang for me. So I got the, uh, the Ultimate Krang body coming from uh, from NECA that's been hitting targets uh, around the country. So that'd be pretty sweet. I'll have it. Uh, I'll probably have it bookending with my Super Shredder up in the figure room. So I have those two giant uh, turtle villains there. So very cool figure. Still hunting on. Uh, still on the hunt for that Splinter and Baxter two pack. So hopefully I can find it in Kentucky. You know the figure collecting scene's a little bit uh, less intense there than it is here on the East Coast. So hoping I can track those guys down while we're back home. Awesome, awesome. All right, so that's going to uh, wrap it up for the special Christmas edition of the Chick Foley Show. So guys, have a merry Christmas. Be safe. Be merry. Drink some eggnog. Kick back. Unplug from social media a little bit. Connect with the people that you're around. And yeah, just enjoy this holiday season before we head into 2021. And let's, let's like I said at the top of the show, let's go into 2021 with some new energy. Let's hopefully that this next year we'll, we'll turn it around and just have a better year overall. Hell yeah. And remember, uh, next week is going to be the Chickies. For the first time in two Woo-hoo! years, we're bringing the Chickies back. Uh, voting for a few categories has already gone live over on the Facebook page. Remember, you can be a part of that by joining the Patreon for $1 a month at chickfoleyshow.com and get your chance to vote for all the chickies. Um, Sheena, remind them where they can find you guys on social media. So you can find me at Chick Foley on Instagram and you can find my good buddy, good brother, MVP, Marco Denton at Chick Foley Show on Twitter. All right, that's it. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys have an awesome holiday. <laughs>